Welcome to Body Talk, where we strive to go through life with our eyes open. My name is Spencer Kaufman, coming at you from 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio. Last week we talked about posture and how important it is for you to maintain good posture. We spoke about difference between stature and posture and that stature is actually more important than posture because posture can convey things that could be seen as negative like rigidity or stiffness etc and stature is more relaxed it reminds you to breathe and to ease that tension in addition we also spoke of first impressions a couple times ago that was another very important thing that goes with body language and with conducting yourself posture and stature is a very important part of first impressions and in order to make an impression on someone to be impressionable, you need to conduct yourself in an impressionable manner. You need to have good stature, good posture. But it's more than that. There is a lot more than simply standing up and looking confident and tall and remembering to breathe and relax so that you don't look stiff as a board or rigid. There's more. If you missed those broadcasts, feel free to listen to them online at sunprairiemediacenter.com or on the Body Talk podcast at spencercoffman.com. Today, we are going to continue this. We're going to keep talking about how you can improve your first impressions, how you can define your presence, and more about understanding your presence and the effect or impact it may have on other people. We are going to discuss how you can start to recognize and understand the presence within you. You must know how to present yourself. It's a very important aspect of anything, whether you are working with other people, if you're in management, business, or even things like going to the gym and talking to people, or trying to buy something at the grocery store, if you present yourself well and you need help or you're asking for something or you need to find something, people are automatically more willing to help you. They're more receptive to you. In addition, it is also very important in sales and marketing. If you're a salesman or you do anything in sales, whether it's retail, automobiles, on the phone, or big ticket items, it doesn't matter. Presenting yourself well is very, very essential to that sale. If you heard my very first broadcast, I asked a local realtor about sales and how body language plays a role in selling houses. And he said it's phenomenal. It is something that he relies on each and every day. Now, that realtor was Bob Baker. And if you want to listen to that episode, again, you can tune in online. Or you can also listen to his shows. He's got different radio shows across different stations. But in his job, selling houses, body language is something that is super important to making that sale, to reading the people, to understanding what they're saying. So he obviously has a presence about him that makes it easy for him to strike up conversations, to ask questions, to answer questions, and to give and get information from those people in order to move closer to closing the deal on a house. 
So you need to be able to see and recognize this body language on yourself before you will be skilled enough to see it on others. This is because once you're more self-aware, you will start to notice each of these signs happening on your body. Then, once you can pick them out and think about them and understand the reasoning behind it on your own self, you will easily be able to spot it on other people. Therefore, you must become more self-aware. That is a very important thing when it comes to understanding body language. Remember on airplanes how they say, when the oxygen masks come down, you have to help yourself first. You put your own oxygen mask on before helping someone else. Why? Because they know that if you pass out, you will not be able to help anybody else. The same is true in many, many areas. You got to take care of your own health first, your own finances first, blah, blah, blah. It's on and on. You take care of yourself, then others. The key is not to get stuck on yourself. A lot of people, sometimes they just get too wrapped up on themselves. Now they become self-centered, selfish, etc. If you take care of yourself and then remember that the reason you took care of yourself was so that now you can take care of other people, you'll be just fine. So watch the body language on yourself. Start understanding your own presence. Then you will be much better able to understand other people and communicate with them much more effectively. So today, I have some exercises to do to further enhance your awareness of your own presence. This will help you further understand your presence. Now, I understand that you're listening to this broadcast and most likely, like most people, when you are listening to the radio or podcasts or whatever, you're doing something else. You may be driving, you may be working, you might be working on a project or something. You're otherwise occupied. It's not like TV where you're just sitting down fully attention to the TV. They don't watch the radio anymore. That used to happen years ago. People would sit around and watch the radio. But today and nowadays, we listen to these things as we do other things. So don't worry about that because there are only four exercises and you can always listen to the playback online later if you forget anything. So if you can't do the exercises, it's not a big deal, but think about them and try to remember them as best you can so that you can go home or whenever you're free, you can try some of these things to help you further understand your awareness. Now, even if you can't physically do them like right now, simply thinking about them and walking through them, you're going to understand a lot more about yourself because some of these things, you could play it out in your head or like you could answer some of the questions on yourself. It's kind of like a self-assessment. You could think about that right now and you'll really, even though you may not be able to physically accomplish some of these things, you can still do them in your mind. So it's very important. Keep practicing stature and the self-awareness that it brings. In addition, try some of these exercises to further enhance your awareness. So here we go. Exercise number one. What I want you to do is take a minute or two, whether you're sitting, standing, whatever, I want you to do something in front of a mirror. So sit, stand, walk. Now, ideally, you would do all of these things. If you have a, a big mirror in your bathroom or something that goes across all, the whole counter space or 
or if you have like those closet doors that are a mirror that you can have a, a big area, or if you go to a dance studio or a workout area that has those mirrors all over the place, maybe you're at the YMCA, do it in there on, around the track or something. Sit, stand, walk, speak, uh, use your hands to gesture, even shake hands. Like whether you're shaking someone else's hand, you just go up to someone, shake their hand, and watch yourself in the mirror as you're shaking the hand. Or if you just want to pretend to shake the hand, but do these things. And the more of them that you can do in front of the mirror, the better understanding you will have of your presence, how you conduct yourself, your gesture, etc. There's a story. One of my uncles, he uh, went on vacation one year to Hawaii, nice place. And this was in the winter. Now in the winter, it's usually cold, people get out of shape, etc. So he went down to Hawaii in the winter. And when he came back, he was looking at all these pictures of himself on vacation. And he said, man, I don't like any of these pictures. Why? Because his posture was horrible and he said he looked too fat. So he didn't like any of the vacation pictures. This motivated him to start working out more, stand up straight, have better posture, etc. And as a result, see, he had a career in kind of sales, his own business type of a thing. As a result, he was a little bit more effective on that because now he was conducting himself, he was standing up straighter, he was feeling more confident in himself and that spilled out into other areas of his life. He played some sports and he just did better, he felt better overall because he now felt better about himself. When he looked at those pictures and saw, hey, this is, I, I don't like how I look, he made a change. So this is why it's important for you to do this in front of a mirror because if you're looking at yourself in front of a mirror while you're walking, sitting, standing, you'll see yourself and be like, man, my head is forward or something like that. That's constantly something I notice. As I mentioned before in my family, the Kaufman family lineage has this forward head issue. And uh, when I sometimes when I'm walking around and I see myself in a mirror or a reflection in a window, I'll notice my head looks like it. It's a little further forward than it should be. So then I kind of consciously, okay, let me try to get it back a little bit more. But it's important for you to do it in front of a mirror for all of those reasons. When you see yourself, you see how other people may see you and you say, man, I don't know that I want other people to see me that way. Or I don't know that I like how I look that way. And then you can make a change. So keep in mind a few things with this exercise. Your handshake is very, very important. In fact, it is probably the second or third most important thing when it comes to making an impression or a first impression. The first thing is obviously your appearance, how you're dressed for that situation, dress for success. Remember the commercial with the guy with the shaved head? He dressed and put himself in appearance for that role and bam, he got the job. So that was first. Second could be depending on if you talk before you shake hands, if you are talking to them like from a little further away, you're saying hi or something. That could be second. If you shake hands before you say anything, then shaking hands would be second. But it's very, very important because it is often the first point of contact in any face-to-face -face meeting. Anytime you meet someone, generally you shake their hand, especially for men. Men always shake hands. Women, sometimes they may hug, but usually like in a business or a professional setting, they're not going to hug right away. They would shake hands and get to know one another, and then eventually they could do more touch than men because men, we really just kind of like to shake hands. Then, 
combining that with, I'm going to say, warm and sincere. Now, warm and sincere, I'm not talking about like intimate eye contact. It's warm and sincere eye contact in that when you look them in the eye, you're holding their gaze for a little bit and it's, it's bold. It's strong. They, they know that when you're shaking their hand, you're not like timid and hunching up or you're not cringing at the fact that you have to hold their hand. You're grabbing their hand, looking them in the eye and greeting them. It's a strong, it's a bold thing. So your handshake and your eye contact need to be symmetrical with each other. They need to be congruent and they need to work together. In addition, your handshake needs to be firm, but don't crush the heck out of someone else's hand. You need to have a good, strong handshake. It can't be some little wimpy thing where someone grabs your hand and they don't know what to do with it because you don't have any feeling there. It can't feel like a dead limb. You need to have a good grip, squeeze a little bit, show them that you're alive, and then they'll squeeze back. Or if they have a limp, cold, clammy hand, then I guess if you squeeze it, you'd crush them, so be careful. But it needs, you need to have a firm handshake because firm handshakes communicate self-confidence and openness. If you have a good firm handshake, they know you're confident because you're able to shake hands properly and you are open because if you are shaking hands and, and giving someone a good firm grip and you're, you're open because most people, if they're scared or timid or resistant or something, they may not want to shake their hands or or they may just kind of put their hand there and then they'll shake your hand, but you're not going to do much. That There's a distance there. You're kind of separating yourself from the handshake. It's a very important part of our culture, and so you need to make sure you're getting that right. Also, the first three seconds of any encounter are very critical when you are greeting with someone. Now, this could be in person, on the phone, in a meeting, or anywhere. Now, in this example, it would be in a handshake. So that first three seconds are very, very critical. So your appearance needs to be good, your handshake, the eye contact needs to go with that handshake. And then if you say anything, speak up, say in a good voice, don't mumble it. You know, you need to talk very, very clearly. Use your radio voice, as my dad would say. Remember, that an opinion is created within the first three seconds, and so those first three seconds really do speak volumes. First impressions matter, and they count significantly towards in, towards success is what I'm going to say, but I don't mean like success is in business financial. I mean success in general. So if you're going to go to school and you shake hands with the teacher and you are in a very good posture, stature, you're dressed well, you make a good first impression, you're going to have a heck of a lot better school year than someone who just slumps into the room wearing sweatpants and whatnot, doesn't even say hi, doesn't make eye contact. When they do shake their hand, it's terrible. The teacher is going to remember the more favorable experience and student over that other student. And if you ever need help, you're going to be so much better off than that other student who didn't do that. Now, I say that and, and that sounds terrible, like, oh, they're picking favorites. Of course they are. Humans do that. If you make a good first impression, they're automatically going to like you more than if you make a bad first impression. End of story. It's the way we are. So, exercise two. Make a personal to-do list of any physical behaviors that do not adequately reflect your personal brand. 
Now, you may not be in business for yourself or you may not have a company or a brand, but that's where you're wrong. Because as a person, as a human being, you have a brand and that brand is your name. So I am Spencer Kaufman. How I talk, how I look, how people see me, that is my brand. Of course, yes, I have books and each one of those books has a brand. And I have YouTube videos. Each one of those video channels is a brand. Each one of this, this uh, broadcast is a brand. Body Talk, that's its own brand. But they all fall under the umbrella company of Spencer Kaufman. So even if you don't have any businesses, if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you are working for someone else, your brand is who you are. When you go to a job interview, you are selling something. You are selling yourself to that company, to that employer. You are branding yourself and they are deciding whether or not they are going to purchase your brand. So, make a list of physical behaviors that do not adequately reflect your brand. If you are doing certain things that you don't like, for example, if we go back to that picture, my uncle said, well, his, his posture or stature was a little slumpy and he didn't like how fat he looked. Now, he's not really a fat guy. He didn't look fat. The only reason he looked fat is because he was hunched over, so he scrunt, his belly kind of stuck out a little. But when he stands up straight, he's trim, man. He doesn't weigh more than 175 or 180 pounds and he's not even six feet. So he's a trim dude. But it's, depends on how your perspective is in the mirror and how you think. So find these things. If your body is tense or if you appear rigid in any way, remember our posture exercise when you have really good posture and then I said, well, check, are you holding your breath? Are, is it tense in your neck? Are your knees locked, etc." So try to keep that in mind when you're noticing the difference between stature and posture and maybe any of these things in posture that you try to change with stature such as relaxing your shoulders but still keeping them up straight, relaxing your neck, easing the tension in your jaw. All of these could be examples of these physical behaviors that do not adequately reflect your personal brand in a positive way. Now, this could be other things like if your tongue or jaw is tight, if you fidget maybe or tap your toes or fingers while sitting or like a lot of people, this is a super popular gesture that so many people do if you look around the restaurant or if you're in school or meetings. People who sit, they bounce their leg like a little maniac, like their, their foot is tapping or their, the balls of their feet are touching the floor, but their heel is not and their foot is just going up and down like a little jumping bean or a piston in a car, just boom, 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 boom. And it's like they're going nuts. Some people even do it with both legs. That is definitely a, some kind of a weird nervous gesture. Or things like drumming their fingers, having poor posture, uh, grinding your teeth, looking, you know, stressed, anxious, nervous. Maybe you don't get enough sleep and you've got bags under your eyes. That could be something you want to write down. Maybe you have to get some makeup. And guys, if you look like you got purple bags under your eyes all the time, maybe it makeup is for you. So it's not just for the women. Things like uh, biting your fingernails or uh, avoiding eye contact, always looking down. Even speech patterns, like if someone says something and you say you're sorry all the time or you say it was your bad or something, things like that. I mean, it, if you really did something wrong, then yes, you should be sorry. But if it's just, oh, sorry, I didn't see that or, oh, I'm sorry or, oh, sorry about that, that could get very annoying and it could, and also sees like that you're not very confident. So 
keep those things, verbal gestures in mind as well as the physical gestures, things like that are repetitive or if you walk fast or you walk too slow, any of that kind of stuff, anything that is physical that you don't want people to see you as or represent yourself as. So this will come with, maybe you know right now that you have some nervous habits that you do certain things that maybe you want to stop or change. But once you start paying more attention to yourself and watching yourself in a mirror, you'll find a lot more that you can write down. And then, obviously, you'll want to work on them and work on stopping those behaviors. Now, on to number three. This will be the opposite. So this is make a list of behaviors that positively contribute to your persona. So this is like, for example, breathing consciously, uh, maintaining good eye contact, having calm demeanor, being well-groomed, things like uh, having stature when you're sitting, standing, walking, uh, walking at a comfortable stride, being calm, having a good firm handshake, things like that. This is all of the positive things that make your brand. So like for me, for example, I'm very confident. Now a negative could be sometimes I'm overconfident or arrogant, appearing. Uh, other times uh, my handshake is very firm. Sometimes it could maybe be too firm. I speak with a loud, clear voice. Maybe it could be too loud. Now, I don't want you to take all your positives and spin a negative on them. I want you to find your negatives. So for me, sometimes I maybe fidget or bounce my, tap my foot or drum on the desk or something. That could be a nervous behavior. Now, it's not that I'm consciously nervous, but it's just something that takes away from me. So list those things, list your positive things, and Use them to guide your behavior. Keep focusing on maintaining the positive and start working on phasing out and changing some of those negative. Then I want you to do one final thing, and that is to write a paragraph about yourself. This is like your elevator speech. So it's, my name is Spencer Kaufman. I am an author. I do XYZ. I've done this, this, whatever. Anything like you, your elevator speech, sell yourself. It's one paragraph, so like five sentences. Then. I want you to experiment in the mirror or record yourself on your phone, something like that, and speak the paragraph using your new body language profile. So that means in stature. Use stature. Be calm. Use those positive things you wrote down and try to avoid some of those negative things. Keep practicing. Use stature and substitute the negative behaviors with the positive behaviors. Oftentimes, when you start, you will not always be in stature. You'll be either not in anything and you'll be slumped over, or you'll be in posture, you'll be rigid and nervous. So take a deep breath, breathe, relax, place yourself in stature, and start talking your paragraph or your speech or recording or whatever it is. Then remember that stature is not simply standing up straight as in at attention. It's more than that. It is emotional, it is mental, it is physical. It is the whole you. You're embodying yourself. It is your persona. It is your presence. This is your personal brand. It is who you want to be seen as. So when you notice you are not in stature, stop. Remember that thread that's running through your body. Take a deep breath. Pull that thread higher. Pulling yourself back into stature. Then allow, do not take. Allow yourself to breathe and then begin again and review what you have done. Pay attention to the negative 
things that you do that you don't want to be doing anymore. Whether you look at your pictures of yourself, whether you do your, do things in the mirror and you see it, or whether you film yourself and then watch the playback. Somehow, you need to watch yourself so that you can start changing these certain things. If you notice, you know what? I don't like how I wear XYZ clothing, or I don't like how my hair on this side is different than this side. Maybe you never noticed before. Maybe you sleep on one side of your body, and so your hair grows longer on one side. So then you have to know that that's something, maybe you need a little gel to kind of make it look not as bad, or maybe you need to go to the barber more often, whatever the case may be. Start paying attention. Be critical on yourself. But don't beat yourself up about it because there are plenty of other people that want to tell you how not good you are, okay? So, but be a little critical. Don't be overbearing. Obviously, you're not going to change everything, but just pay attention to the little things that you do. Write them down. And anytime you notice something, like even if you don't think it's a big deal, that tapping your finger or tapping your foot or maybe you shift your weight too much, just make a little mental note, write it down. And then as you work through, you can decide whether or not that is something that is important enough for you to change. And a lot of times, what you're going to find is that these negative behaviors that you have written down can be easily replaced with a positive behavior. So it's not like you need to fight with stopping it. Just replace it. It's much easier to replace it than it is to stop it altogether because there's going to be a void there. It's like people who try to quit smoking. When they try to quit smoking, if they put toothpicks in their mouth or if they eat stuff or chew on things to keep their hands and their mouth busy, it's a lot easier to quit smoking. But if they just grab a nicotine patch and don't do anything, boy, then they find it's really, really tough to stop. So you need to make sure to replace those negative behaviors with these positive behaviors that you are working towards that you want to turn yourself into. Remember to practice over and over again. Now, another thing I want to say is once you feel a little bit more comfortable with this paragraph and with talking and with conducting yourself, write, it, write down a new paragraph because it could be that you've memorized this other one and you know how to do that one. Write down a new one or print something offline or use someone else's. Pretend to be someone else. Print off something from a movie and rehearse those lines. Conduct experiments with different pieces of information and see if you can maintain stature and body awareness and that confidence and calm demeanor throughout everything you're saying because then it will start to become a habit. Then if you're feeling really confident and really good or if you just want some other opinions, get some friends and speak in front of them. Say, hey, I'm kind of working on uh, self-improvement month or whatever you want to say or something like that and say, I want to speak some things to you. I just want you guys to kind of critique me a little bit like I'm rehearsing for a speech or something like that. And speak it in front of your friends and then you can tell them, hey, here's what I'm working on. I want to try to make sure I'm not doing these things. I want to make sure I'm incorporating these. I want to convey X, Y, Z or have them do a mock interview with you. They can come in, shake their hand, all this kind of stuff and they can evaluate you and, and uh, help you become better. Because once you start doing it in the mirror and once you start getting comfortable with it, you start improving. Now it's time to take it to the next level and start seeing how other people see you and to see if they are seeing you like you want to be seen. As you have discovered, when you're in stature and breathing effectively, your voice is stronger. And you probably previously have started to recognize that 
when you are in that, you are more confident and grounded. Now, if you have an experienced stature, once you start experiencing that instead of posture, you're going to know and you're going to feel, man, I just, I feel so much more calm. I don't feel nervous. I feel like I'm ready to go. Like almost like you're excited. You're like, man, let's, let's do this. Let's get it over with, but not let's get it over with because I'm so nervous and worried about it. You'll be like, let's get it over with because I want to start. I'm ready to go. I am. Uh, excited for this opportunity and you'll you'll notice that you're solid and part of being solid like that is when you're standing up there or when you're talking or whatever you're doing you're fixed you are in your position and people can tell that you are dominating that space you're captivating an audience you're captivating a room they want to hear you listen to you see you etc when you start to get all that stuff ready and everything is honed down and, and you have your presence and your brand is built, things are a lot easier and it's much easier for you to do them in addition to that. So continue to practice. Write down the things that you need to work on. Write down the things that you're good at. Start practicing them and noticing them in the mirror so that you can start seeing them on other people. So I want to thank you for listening to Body Talk. I hope you'll tune in again next week so you can learn what everybody is really saying. Until then, go through life with your eyes open.